best of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is. Hi, I'm Helen. I work in a small school in Buckinghamshire, currently with reception and year one children. Hi, I'm Rob. I also work in Buckinghamshire, and I will be working with year four this year. And today we are exploring what maths we can teach with this week's tale, a poem based on a story by a ten-year-old learner from a small school in Cambridgeshire, England. You can listen to the poem by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Huff McTuff. There you can stream a video of me telling the story for your children. Get a copy as an ebook or paperback, illustrated by the incredible Corky Paul, and even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Rob here, and we are exploring maths with a poem. How are you going to do that, Rob? Initially, I thought, oh, a bit tricky with a poem to work out how I'm going to fit some maths in. But then I thought about um, the location that the story is set, which is a palace, mm. and I thought, oh, a good uh, topic in maths for key stage two children is the area and perimeter of different shapes. Um, mm. As you go up further up the school, you get compound shapes as well, which are made up of two separate shapes. I thought, oh, mm -hmm. we could design the floor plan of the palace ah. and then work out the area and the perimeter of the whole palace, the separate rooms, things like that. Obviously, if you worked with year five and six, you would include more compound shapes and uh, mm. different scales of measurement and with year three and year four you may you probably would simplify the measurements you could if you've got a big enough outdoor area you could mark it out in chalk or in cones or lines and actually see if you can create the floor plan in real life as well as just in maths book and of course later on in the poem this whole castle gets filled up with rock so are you heading into that are we going to be trying to work out how many rocks we'd need to to fill up the castle that would be a great challenge activity to do with it, a great extension. I think with the definitely with year five and six, you could start talking about the volume of the mm -hmm. shape as well, the volume of the rooms, to then work out how many rocks you'd need in there. But you'd need fairly uniform tubular rocks. Tubular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I potentially thought, is there like a starter activity to get your math brains warmed up? You could go through the story quite quickly or listen to it and see if you can work out how many legs are found in the story so how many different people are there how many legs are there if there are animals how many legs are there um, oh wow and then you could like the poetic form of pub cricket yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for for those of our listeners who are not in the UK, pub cricket is a game where as you're going along a journey and you see a pub and maybe it's called the Three Kings, um, you try and uh, count how many legs or you tot up how many legs you get from the different pub signs. I don't know, there might be a pub called the knight on his horse and so you've got six legs there as, as well and yeah, so you're basically doing yeah, the same sort yeah. of thing but with, with my the... legs. Uh -huh. less alcohol more 
Could be a fun competition, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought then you could say, okay, well, how many toes are there? How many feet you could add in? <laughs> Lots of extension bits to it as well. Goodness, what are you going to do when she gets to the place of arms? And I don't think there's a specified number of knights in that verse. <laughs> I just have to guess. Open to interpretation. Uh, yeah, that was it. That was all I had for seven to eleven year old. Well, I can see some of that travelling down the school as well to ages four to seven, because just with our last story, Helen, you had the idea of trying to estimate the number of wasps in a gourd. Here we could have estimating the number of rocks in a castle, right? Definitely. Why not? <laughs> I like the, you could once again have a container. <laughs> this is this yep. is the planet. <laughs> this is the room. How many rocks do we think have rolled into it? What else have you got for them? Well, similarly to Rob, this for this story, I'm um, we're going to go outside with some chalk and do some measuring. Anytime there is a giant in a story, I like to use it as an opportunity to do some some measuring using uh, meters. Mm. So in the early years, you have meter sticks around, and you let the children play with meter sticks, and you talk about a meter, and then. Going up into key stage one, you look at what's longer and shorter than a metre until sort of towards the end of key stage one, the children are actually measuring metres and centimetres. So there's a nice flow from reception to year two um, for this activity. Yeah. So I would get the children measuring either a, a giant's silhouette on the floor or a giant's foot. Mm-hmm. Giant's feet are always fun because they're a bit more slightly simpler shapes to draw on a, on a playground. Mm. So, yes, I would have the children looking at metres and measuring Begin by measuring feet or giants in meters, uh, starting with a standard number. So one meter, two meters, three meters, whole whole meters. Um, mm-hmm. And then again, going into year two, uh, particularly you could have meters and centimeters. So some less regular feet, which are much easier to draw because you don't have to get them so exact. And then also you could have the children drawing their own giants and giants feet. Say, oh, can you draw one that's a meter long? Can you draw one that's two meters long? Mm, so getting that appreciation for measurement not just as a thing of observation but a thing of design as well yes absolutely so Mm. get get the children using meters both ways around and then you could also obviously um huff mctuff has some very very long long hair you could bring that into it as well Uh measure measure long bits of rope and string and um to create a, a giant's head of hair outside as well would you have a look at scale at all? This is this is probably something more for higher up the school, isn't it? But could you have a, a think about the the difference in distance covered by, say, one of Barrett's footsteps and one of Huff's footsteps? You could probably have a, a bit of a look at that if you again it would be very much acting it out outside just a chat mm. about it with, with the younger age groups. But I guess going up the school, uh, Rob, would you do that with the older children? Yeah, I would. I was just thinking, I was thinking lower down the school, you could almost do some subtraction or addition. How many of the princess's footsteps would be the same as one of mm. the giants? So to approach it that way. And actually, we do do going further to less formal measures. Quite often, the children are measuring things using their own feet. So you can see how many yeah. of your feet would fit into the giant's feet. So you definitely, you can look at that way uh-huh. uh, before you sort of look at the meter sticks. So yes, that's a good thought. That's all we have time for today, folks. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you're soon to cover with your young learners, please let us know on social media using at teachhappily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. 
Tomorrow, Huff and Princess Barrette will help us teach science. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, cheerio. and we, we hope, hope to hear, hear your, your story, story soon. soon.